0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Politically Speaking Podcast. I'm your host Chris McDaniel, a reporter with St. Louis Public Radio. Joining me in studio is Jason Rosenbaum and Joe Manis. And our special guest this week is
1: Hazel Irby, St. Louis County Council.
0: Well, I think that there's a lot that we can talk about today. Um, There's a lot taking place in St. Louis County that is worth dissecting a little bit. But to start us off here, how long have you been on the council?
1: I've been there 10 years now. I'm Entering my third term. Mm-hmm.
2: And wh- where does your district entail? This is for our listeners so they can understand.
1: I represent the first district, which is University City uh, on the south, and it, I go all the way north to 270 and uh, New Halls Ferry east to the Riverview Circle. It encompasses 38 municipalities.
2: Including the infamous Ferguson.
0: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, what were you before you became a council person and, and sort of what made you want to take this, this job on?
1: I was a committee woman for the uh, University Township Democratic Club. I was kind of drafted into this position. I, I, I had no idea. Uh, I attended a meeting one morning, And when I left the meeting, I was it. I was the candidate.
3: (laughs) To back up a little bit, back in 2003, uh, current County Executive Charlie Dooley became the County Executive and vacated his County Council seat.
2: That's because Buzz Westfall, who was the County Executive, died in office. So
3: obviously Dooley's seat needed a replacement, and Hazel Irby is the replacement and has been for... 10 plus years. Right.
2: And you've won re-election several times. In-
3: yes. Including this past August against uh, Wesley Bell?
1: Yes, August 5th.
3: So tell me a little bit about your role on the council. You're currently the chairwoman of the council, which is kind of a rotating position. Just explain what a county council person does and what you're doing now as chairperson.
1: As chairperson, we, of course, um, set the agenda for the council. I um, This is my second time as chair. It, we do rotate, and and um, um, this was my time. Time came up, uh, just happened to come up with as as I was campaigning. So that was um, kind of a difficult position to be in to have to campaign and also chair the council. But as chair, you do set the agenda. Um, you handle all of the the uh, issues that involve the council. Uh, you, you're kind of the point person of the se- seven person counsel
3: and I think in your situation one of the reasons why you were thrust into the spotlight more before before the Ferguson situation was it was a very hotly contested primary between Charlie Dooley and councilman Steve stanger and it kind of bled over into the council meeting to um, very theatrical results so to speak Do, I know you probably don't want to relive those memories but can you just tell us a little bit about what happened over the last couple of months
2: and 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 what position to put you in now you of course had in towards stoolie.
1: yes it was a it, it was an awkward position because I'm working with both of them the county executive and then Steve of course is my uh, colleague on the council uh, prior to that we all got along very well in fact Steve and I talked many times about the rapport of all of the council members but then as soon as Steve threw his hat in the ring the whole picture changed mm-hmm. um, then we were well. I don't. I wouldn't say forced to take sides or whatever. But a lot of things began to happen in the, during the campaign that I took issues with because. And I said this over and over. I think that when you're running for office, you should run on your record and not um, go looking for problems to highlight yourself and make yourself look like you are. Um, I guess above the rest of the council members, and that's what I, that's how I felt.
3: One of the particular issues that was pr- particularly heated was minority participation in in the county, and you sponsored, I think, several bills that aimed to broaden minority participation that, in contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say in and, contracts. And um, those bills didn't end up passing because it didn't seem like the rest of the council supported them. They supported another version of it that had. I guess a different threshold. Could you kind of explain what that situation was?
1: Right, we ca- I called it the watered down version. It, it uh, m- my bill had certain goals. It was a twenty five percent goal for minorities, women, and uh, small businesses. The the other bill didn't have any goals. Um, it it required um, apprenticeship training, mm-hmm. and there was a threshold of $25,000, which was too, too low for uh, businesses, small businesses uh, and minorities to participate in the bidding process. So the bill, the other bill, the alternative bill uh, was the opposite of mine. My bill had a million dollar um, uh, threshold and it it, it required 25% Uh, participation minority women and small businesses. And
3: the alternative bill ended up passing but has been vetoed. I don't think that the council has overridden the veto yet. So it's kind of a limbo period right now. Right.
1: It's in limbo. It's just hanging there. And I'm kind of worried about that. I don't know what that's all about because we certainly have had time to deal with the issue. I thought it would be after the primary election, but it looks like we're still going to hold that.
3: So one of the reasons why it kind of faded from the headlines is obviously the situation in Ferguson, which is in your district. Many people who represent Ferguson are, you know, live there, have gained kind of more attention and prominence. Um, So we kind of want to shift gears to that.
2: Yeah. And kind of your thought, A, when did you first learn that Ferguson was blowing up, so to speak? Uh, different people have told me that it was basically that Sunday, the day after the shooting, when things really got tense. I was interested in kind of when you found out what was going on and then what you tried to do or didn't do and kind of what sort of behind-the-scenes discussions were there with various officials up there.
1: I learned about the incident on Saturday, the day that it happened, uh, within uh, within a couple of hours, I guess, because it went viral on, uh, on the Internet, uh, uh, Facebook. In, in fact, I was... Uh, at a going away party for my grandson who was leaving for college and was on Facebook at the same time <laughs> and, and um I I got the I got the message over Facebook and I could see the body in the street and uh, people were saying uh, on Facebook that it was uh, that it was wrong and that the body was just you know there no no ambulance um how he had been shot with his hands up so I attempted to to go to the scene. However, my family wouldn't allow it because we saw on Facebook where the crowd was kind of out of control. And we even heard about gunshots. I'm not sure if that was true or not. Uh, However, I I said as long as I could. And so probably around maybe about as soon as I guess the body had just been taken away when I arrived on the scene. And I talked to some of the neighbors.
3: Right, and I think that that was Saturday people were angry, but yes. there was no unrest until Sunday. I believe that the county executive was there on Sunday and he faced kind of a hostile reception. Did you face that type of reception when you went there? Or what was kind of your sense of the crowd in those early moments?
1: No, not at all, I didn't. Uh, the, some of the crowd knew me. We just had the 4th of July parade in Ferguson where I participate every year for the last 10 years. And when I went up to a group of people and started asking questions, I heard one of the residents say, "You know who she is? She's in the parade every year," and uh, so they were they were comfortable in answering my questions.
2: What do you think prompted the unrest to the degree uh, that because because uh, as as we know in recent days there's been a police shooting in the city of St. Louis that hasn't generated the type of uh, unrest that the one in Ferguson did. What do you think? prompted all the
1: upset? Several things. One, I think the the day that it happened, so many people witnessed the incident and thought it was unfair and unjust and, and uh, witnessed the body there in the street and no ambulance, uh, the, the behavior of the police. But after that point, I think the, the transparency of the police department, the police chief, the mayor, everybody involved, was slow in uh, coming Forth with information. And I think that's what angered the people so.
0: You know, this sort of uh, all comes down to uh, a community that has a really poor relationship with the police department. And then after these protests began, the response of the police was largely bringing out armored vehicles, using tear gas. The nights that I was out there, there were sniper rifles. I, do you think that that response was appropriate? And what role do you think that that had in sort of inflaming the situation?
1: No, I don't think that was appropriate. And I think that people who were not there at the time, who witnessed that on television, because when I came home that evening, I had been at a meeting or something somewhere to do with Ferguson and had been gone most of the day, when I got home and saw the late news, and saw that on national TV, I could I was in shock. It looked like some third world country or something. I couldn't believe that it was in Ferguson, and so it that that aggravated me and frustrated me. And I'm not a violent person or you know one who gets upset easily, but that, in addition to the shooting of Mike Brown, of course, uh, really upset me. Uh, the the to think that that was the answer to dealing with the residents instead of the mayor or the city council coming forward or the the chief of police coming forward and speaking to the public, that this was the answer.
3: Now, one of the things that I've kind of learned through combing through Ferguson's charter and statutes and also researching St. Louis County is, The mayor and the city council have very little direct control over the police department, which is similar to many St. Louis County municipalities. And obviously the county is governed by a police board that's appointed by the county executive. And I would say the county executive has a little more power, but not a direct power. I know that's a structural question, but given that all that's happened over the last two weeks, do you think it might be time to maybe... rethink that that arrangement maybe have elected officials like yourself or the county executive or the mayor more directly involved in the affairs of these departments
1: i definitely think that we should be more involved because when things go wrong we are held responsible for it so therefore we should have more input more say so about what goes on and i know that in ferguson the mayor says that he has no control over the police department or um the city council has no control, but I I don't agree with that because the mayor and the city council decide who's on the police. To, you know, they, I, as far as I know,
3: they appoint the city manager and the city it's manager major. is, you know, s- responsible to the council. So I right. think that's the way the relationship works. Yeah, right.
2: and ma- many of the municipalities in St. Louis County have the city manager system where the city manager is hired by the council, but they in effect run the city and call the shots. So to change that would appear to require some changes in, um,
3: you know, city charters, s- county state charters, law, state, law, state law. Because state law governs
2: that. a lot of the classes, um, and in the case of St. Louis County, isn't the council's power limited as far as the municipalities? I mean, as opposed to the unincorporated areas.
1: Yes, exactly. They have their own government. We we have no control over a city like Ferguson or University City or any municipal government. We only control the, uh, unincorporated areas. Uh, however, I, I, I just feel that some cities hide behind that city manager type of government. They get involved in everything else. Uh, and I, and I'm basing that on my city where I live. Uh, I know that the mayor says that she's not in control, but I, I know very well that the city manager and the mayor, uh, work together on issues that are, are important to the city. Now, I,
3: wanna, I wanted to ask you a little bit kind of about the, uh, the last couple of weeks and the political leader's reaction to it, because a lot of the people who have been representative, who represent Ferguson have become a lot more high profile. I think you have were on a few national shows. Senator Maria Chappelle Nadal was on basically every national show. Committee woman Patricia Bynes has been on a lot of shows. It really has upped the profile people that represent Ferguson. Um, what role do you think political leaders played during this situation? Do you think that the people that represented Ferguson, you know, handled it, it handled things well? Because I heard a couple, from a couple times there was some detachment between elected leadership and the people on the ground. Did you feel that? Like, what, what was kind of your take on that?
1: Yes, I do feel that. I feel that uh, the um, city council in Ferguson didn't handle the situation well at all. And that could be, that could explain why some of the other leaders came forward because some of the leaders from the city came forward. Um, this was a problem, I think, that impacted everyone in, in our area, not just our area, as you can see, across the country because of the nature of the um, tragedy. But I do think that the the uh, leadership in Ferguson was kind of detached and in denial about what actually happened. Mm-hmm. I heard the mayor say on national TV that there was no race problem in Ferguson. And I and the um the host of the show said, "Have you been watching TV this week?" which <laughs> I thought was very appropriate. Um you know, I've talked to the mayor before about the issues at Canfield Green and he doesn't seem to be approachable
3: now, you had you had told me before though that you were kind of confused why a lot of city leaders were getting involved mm-hmm. in this. Were you still kind of perturbed by that, or as the situation went on, were you more receptive to outside people getting involved? And by city, I mean the city of St.
1: Louis. Mm-hmm. No, they have a right. I I would say to to uh, be concerned, but I still think. And I've said this before that I think all of this stems from even the shooting of Michael Brown stems from a lack of respect, a lack of respect on the part of the police department. The the city leaders coming out and um, saying and doing some of the things that they did was a lack of respect for the leadership in St. Louis County. I think that we all have to remember our roles and play a part, come out and ask, can you help but don't come out and completely try to take control of the situation.
2: Now, um, in Ferguson, as in some other areas, it's not just the police who, the racial makeup that doesn't reflect the local community. It's also many of the councils, I mean, the, of these municipalities, and Ferguson is among them, yeah. where even though the um, racial makeup of the community is over 60% African-American The council is not now. But the bottom line is it's people vote on it. So the issue becomes are people becoming engaged enough? I know there's some voter registration drives now.
1: Uh,
2: Are you concerned at all about whether or not um, people are I mean that they are acting on the streets, but maybe not going to the polls and making sure that the elected officials are that. They have a voice in who's elected, who represents them in these positions.
1: I'm very concerned about the, about the fact that uh, people don't come out to vote and they don't understand their role in government uh, and what they contribute to it. I've seen some of the young people on television saying, we expect our leaders to do this or that. And we expect our older leaders that have been there for a while to come forward and do this or that. We can't do we can't go in the bo- booth and vote for them. What them voting has everything to do with uh, who serves, you know, who represents them on the uh, city council, who represents them as mayor. The mayor just won reelection. Mm-hmm. He just, I, I think, maybe a year ago.
3: Yeah, and this is not completely uncommon in North County. When I was writing about kind of the amount of municipalities in North St. Louis County, I met several. Caucasian mayors of primarily black towns. For mm-hmm. example, the mayor of Pasadena Hills to mm-hmm. think is about 60 or 70 percent black is a, is a white person because he told me that nobody else wanted to run for the seat and that was pretty much it. And I'm sure that's replicated several more times throughout North County. So it's something to think well,
2: about. Well, it's actually all over the county. Many disp- <laughs> municipalities, regardless of the racial makeup, uh, there aren't that many people who run for these posts. Most of the most of the mayoral posts are not paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, most are paid very little. Are paid very little, maybe expenses. That's true for many of the local boards, aldermen or council as well. Uh, is there anything that you think can be done to help increase the um, engagement of people who have been upset over what's going on as far as actually trying to be heard?
1: First of all I would like to um, comment on the fact that the makeup of the councils and the mayor and the and the and people wanting to run, people's desire to run for office. I think that people see so much negative um so many negative things go on in the races, these political races, example, the past um <laughs> the uh, count, county executive. the county executive race. And and they see what happens to people uh in the news media, um people just don't want to be involved in that and i was always one of them i never wanted to be in politics i had no desire for those very reasons but i just happened to be that morning in the i don't know the right place or the wrong whatever you want to call it and so once once i'm um, once somebody says to me we need you and whatever i've never been able to turn down you know the, the turn you know walk away from the call so i think that people are just uh totally turned off in, by politics.
0: But looking at this sort of on a grand scale, what do you think should be the takeaway of, of everything that happened over the past few weeks? Is Are there measures that the council can take so that police departments are more reflective of the communities? You know, uh, are there measures that the council could take to uh, increase um, how many cameras are on Police cars and are actually on police officers. What what should be the takeaway from this?
1: I think that the police officers should have cameras. Number one, I think that um, one of the one of the initiatives that we're going to work on is to educate the public about uh, their government, the layers of government, the roles of of government, and to to try to mentor and recruit people who would make. Uh, you know, good elected officials.
2: Yeah, because the council, the county council, has no power over these local police departments not at all. That.
3: Yeah. Not at all. None. So yeah. I guess that comes down to another issue that's been brought up. That was an issue I was working on and I alluded to before. Is just the fact that there are so many police departments in the county. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact number, but I'm, I'm sure it's dozens, if, if not the oh. small dozens. Oh, yeah, uh, I think that, you know, there's been some questions about, whether some of those police departments should consolidate, whether the county should take over some of those police departments. Obviously, that was a situation in Uplands Park and in Jennings, which I think are both in your district. Do you think those types of ideas should be on the table, or is that kind of missing the point as far as what's going on?
1: I think it would be a good idea. The county executive, when I first came on the council, tried he attempted to consolidate some of the municipalities as well as the police departments, and that wasn't received very well uh as a person who represents 38 municipalities i would love to see it done but where do you do where do you start because i have uh municipalities that are for instance like kenlock rich heritage mm-hmm. um very well supported by the people who have who used to live there and have moved on uh they have wonderful events every year mm-hmm. so wh- how do you start and where do you start it's it's kind of mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have to be the municipalities that ask us to do that. Yeah,
3: when you're talking about taking over police or right. something like right. that, right? Right.
2: Sure. And frankly, it, that that would be. I think wouldn't wouldn't that take some sort of state action because the council has no. I mean right. the the council can't unilaterally take over these. Or it would
3: be the communities themselves. For example, as I mentioned before, Pasadena Hills, Correct. they have Normandy patrolling them because right. I'm assuming the council voted to contract with them. Jennings voted to contract with St. Louis County and get rid of their police department. A lot of this does, is done on a local council level. If Correct. I'm not but it's
2: voluntarily. But they have to want to
1: do it. Right. Yes. They do it. It's not up to us. We can't do it like when Uplands Park came to us and wanted us to to kind of mediate that whole effort, we had to make sure that everybody knew that it was not us. It was not driven by St. Louis County. That was the citizens who requested our um, help. And as you see, the citizens voted against it.
3: Against disincorporating, by the way. And that's kind of one of the, the, the difficulties. There was an article, I think, either in the Washington Post or some city lab, I think it was called, that took this posture that... All the municipalities should merge into one municipality, merge with the city of St. Louis. It's, it's the mega merger, or as I like to call on Twitter, the Tony Messenger plan. <laughs> and just the, the – it's an interesting idea, and I think it's one that deserves discussion. But practically, it's a very difficult thing to achieve because there's so many municipalities, either the people or the leadership, that don't want to cease to it exist. It won't
2: happen. In fact, I mean, the people uh, in Washington Post and other places, all they got to do is look at Baltimore. Yeah. You know, I mean, Baltimore, the city of Baltimore is not part of Baltimore County. They have a similar situation, although they don't have as many mu- municipalities. I mean, it's it's rare that something happens like what happened in Indianapolis 40 years ago, where they were able to get most of the um, mun- municipalities to agree to merge with the city of Indianapolis and Indianapolis in effect. Uh, expanded its borders to include most of the of the mm-hmm. county. Now, on Tuesday night, the council did take some action to ear- earmark some money for uh, Ferguson. Do you want to talk about that and what, what the aim is as far as what that money should be used for?
1: That money in, in the uh, legislation we passed last night, the million dollars is for the residents of Ferguson and the surrounding areas. That's to give them uh, support on anything that they may have lost as a result of uh, the, uh, what is it, 17 days. The lady spoke about last night that they have been...
3: Um, and this was a business owner in right. Buzz Westfall Center, by the way, but continue.
1: Mm-hmm. Which this doesn't include the businesses in that legislation. And and that's what the d- discussion was last night, mm-hmm. that some of the council members wanted that money to include the businesses. But as I pointed out, we have a list of the businesses that were affected and i I don't think it's an inclusive list because I know the lady who spoke last night was not on the list, so my point was is that we have a million dollars, and we're helping the residents. But if you include all of the businesses, which was a hundred plus on the list that I already have uh and I know that some of them one of two of them that I visited said that they had lost like fifty thousand dollars, so how far will that money go? if you include all of the businesses. Right,
3: which is why I think there's a separate effort to help businesses that's being done by the Economic Development Agency. So that's probably going to be an immense effort.
2: Now, what is your thought? I mean, because since you are council chairman, just across the street is the uh, Justice Center and County Prosecutor Bob McCullough, who's been under fire because you have some officials who wanted him to recuse himself from overseeing the investigation into the shooting. Now, um... There are some who believe that the governor, at least while the state of emergency is in effect, could replace him. The governor says there's legal questions. But in any case, the governor's not doing it, and McCullough's not recusing himself. What are your thoughts about that? And since the council does have jurisdiction, like over the prosecutor's budget and all that, any thoughts? Well...
1: I I certainly think that the that the prosecutor uh, Bob McCullough, should not be on the case. I think that if for only the reason the fact that the public doesn't trust him to do it. I, if I were in his position, I would not want to be the one that made that decision. And then whatever decision he makes, the the uh, public will question it. He will be scrutinized. So for that reason, I would move aside. As far as the governor making the decision, I'm not sure who is actually supposed to make the decision. I was told or I saw where Bob McCullough said that the governor could make the decision.
2: Only while the state of emergency is in effect. Otherwise, the governor cannot. The only way to uh, remove Bob McCullough from the case
3: is through a judge. Is through a judge. And Uh, under a non-state of emergency situation. So Continue.
1: I, I think that the governor has to make that decision, and he has to live with the decision that he makes. Um, I certainly wouldn't have been the wanted to be the one that uh, Bob McCullough threw it back in my lap, and then I didn't make a decision. So, I, as far as I'm concerned, I think if I were governor, I'd make the decision. So, so why
2: why do you think McCullough shouldn't be overseeing the case? Why?
1: Because of his past history with uh, some other cases, for instance, the Jack in the Box and um, which everybody's familiar with. Wasn't that Um,
3: when two um, detectives who were off-duty shot two people and killed them, basically?
1: Inside a car.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, no, continue.
1: No, they they shot him inside a car, and and, uh, I just think that his past um, history and his personal history, which he talked about a little bit on this news conference on television, and he apparently was... um, uh, emotional about it. And if you're emotional about it on television, talking about it, who's to say that that doesn't influence your decision in the investigation?
2: Now, how split do you think Democrats are not only over McCullough, but now with the county executives, that can, part of the Democratic yeah. nomination now over, but still the issue is, well, Democrats coalesce behind Stinger? or some going to shift to stream? Because let's
3: remember now, McCullough appeared in ads for Steve Stinger. He was a big get for him before this situation and now that you know the african-american community in saint Louis county is just incensed with mccullough a lot of us are wondering what's the effect on the county executives race. right
2: because we we, we we have to emphasize mccullough has no republican opponent in november so his his race is done now one interesting thing is i spoke to a democratic group in one of the townships last night i do these nonpartisan partisan just talking and i did a vote There was about 40 people, and these are all Democratic activists. I asked how many should believe McCullough should recuse himself. Five. This was only five. I was stunned. So I'm I i I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying it showed to me. Which, that which township? This was right. Jefferson Township and Webster Groves. So that
3: makes a, a difference. A but largely, that's a swing township. A largely white one. Correct. So. But
2: what I'm saying is that will, that is the kind of thing that gives you a sense of, of what may or may not be but, going on but behind you, the let's scenes. Let's go
3: back to the question. What impact do you think this will have on the county executives race going forward?
1: Yes. I think it will have a huge impact in from what, what way? I've been hearing. Okay. In what way? Um. uh um, I believe that people feel that uh, if they support Steve Stinger, they're supporting uh, the, pro- the prosecuting attorney.
2: So what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to vote for Stream or just not vote?
1: I have no idea.
2: I mean, what sort of talk are you hearing?
1: Well, it's it's obvious. In the ads that uh, were, were you know, going out for uh, Steve Stinger, the, the Steve Stinger said, Bob McCullough and I will clean up. St. Louis County. So draw your conclusions from that. And I think that's what other people are doing.
3: So, but regardless of who wins that, there's going to be a new county executive. You will return to the council for another four years because you won your primary, which is tantamount to election. How do you think the council will kind of uh, emerge after Charlie Dooley leaves office? Is it really going to depend on who wins? Could you imagine, you know, a Republican being county executive? Like, what do you think it's going to be in January with with you on the council?
1: I really don't know what the council will be like, but but it's my hope that we will work together and and do what's best for the citizens of St. Louis County. It shouldn't have anything to do with your uh, political party. It should just be about what people, you know, take, looking after the people. So I, I have no idea what it will be like. I, I still stand behind the fact that I think Charlie Duty would have been the best candidate and that, um, you know, move St. Louis County forward. um, I'm hoping that the other two will do the same.
3: Do you think the council will become less factionalized after the election? Because one of the things I noticed when Kathleen Kelly Burkett was still on the council, it was you and her pretty much versus the rest of the council. And it was pretty obvious that the battle lines had been drawn. Do you think that especially with new members that are going to be there, as well as this county executive's race being in the background, do you think it'll be more cohesive, or do you think that the fights will reemerge somehow?
1: Well, I thought it would be more cohesive after the primary, and last night was an example that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm not sure with, any, with the new council members coming on and the new county executive, I'm not sure. But um, you can kind of guess what it might be like in terms of... Uh, being fair because we still have the inclusion legislation hanging out there no one's concerned about it except me one out of one out of six right now yeah and I'm not counting Sam Page he just came on yeah
3: we, we can't we can't fault him he's only right. been there for a few right. days and the other wild card is if Stanger ends up winning his seat becomes vacant and there's I think a decent possibility a Republican could take over that seat. So that kind of is another added wrinkle to the relationship. So we'll have to see. So. Yes.
0: And we, we will have to close it off there. Uh, you can read all of our stories at stlpublicradio.org. You can follow me on Twitter at at CS McDaniel. Jay Rosenbaum. And Joe.
2: It's Jay Manis. It's J-M-A-N-N-I-E-S.
0: <laughs> we'll be back next week. Until then, so long. So long. <laughs>